Welcome back to the Maryville Forum Sports Podcast. Um, I'm your sports editor, John Dykstra, and I'm joined by Anthony Crane, expert of all things eight-man football, and for this week, Maryville football as well, since that's what we're talking about this week on the on the podcast. Uh, Maryville is our lone team still alive out of our Nottaway County teams in the state playoffs, getting ready for their quarterfinal game this week. But before we talk about this week, let's go back and look at uh, last week's games and start with uh, South Holt, Nottaway Holt going down to uh, Rosendale and coming up just short against the number one team in the state. Anthony, you were at that game. Um, what do you see from that game? And uh, it was a, a heartbreaking loss, I know, for the Spartans. Yeah, and I imagine watching that film is going to be tough because that's a game that they probably should have won. You know, it, you fumble the ball three times in the first half, once down inside the five-yard line. Uh, against North Andrew, that's, you just can't do that. And that was kind of reminiscent of what they did two years ago in that great game those two teams had. But they just turned the ball over too much. And it just, you know, that first half, it, they just didn't look like the South Hold and Ottawa Hold team we've seen this year. Uh, they came back in the second half. You know, North Andrew went up uh, two two or three scores there uh, to start the half. And, you know, uh, even me, I kind of felt like, okay, uh, game over. Um, but they, you know, they rallied. They stopped them on a fourth and one, uh, got back within a score. Um, and then they had that final drive. But what, you, what we saw in that final drive was, you know, what they've been missing all year. Um, and that's someone to catch the ball. Uh, you know, they kind of worked their way down the field. They got to the 15. There was a bad snap. The, it was an eight-yard loss. Um, and then they just dig that hole. And for that offense, you can't really dig holes, especially against uh, a solid team like North Andrew, who has, a, you know, really great defense. And then they take two shots, uh, throwing the ball, and it's just there's not really a passing game there. And uh, so that, that came back to bite them. And those are the kind of things that happen this time of year. You go up against team three, you just can't make those mistakes. You have to, you know, with that offense, it's, it's running the football. And they did that fairly well against them. Uh, you know, they just turned the ball over. And so those things ended up costing them at the end. Uh, it was, you know, they were disappointed. They felt like they were the better team in that game. And, you know, for one half, they were, um, you know, they, uh, North Andrew scored with eight minutes to go in the third quarter and then didn't score again. Um, they just dug that hole so deep they couldn't get back out of it. So um, it's going to be tough for them moving forward. Uh, they lose some pretty good players, including Drew Quinlan. Um, but they're also going to be one of those teams that next year will be pretty good. You know, they still get uh, quite a few guys back. They really like the younger class they have. Uh, the quarterback that's going to take Drew's place, uh, Coach Peterson's really high on. So that's promising, but it's still, you know, this is, this is one that's going to be tough to get over. Um, and for some reason, <laughs> Spartans can't seem to get past uh, those North Andrew Cardinals. Yeah, um, it's probably not a coincidence because uh, they, I mean, North Andrew has been one of the best teams for the last decade in eight-man. Um, and just – Turning it forward a little bit, um, we're not going to go super deep into uh, 
into the eight-man games because they don't involve any area teams, but as close to the area as you can get without without being in our coverage area. Um, North Andrew plays Stanberry this week for a spot in the uh, in the state title game, uh, a GRC matchup. I know Stanberry's going to be without their their starting quarterback, but that team's really a young team that's really grown a lot. Um, we'll be certainly underdogs against uh, North Andrew this week, but um, that's one semifinal. And then uh, the other semifinal is Southwest Livingston um, hosting Drexel, um, the two one seeds in that. It's actually the all four one seeds advanced to the semifinals. So um, after a year of talking about parody and how anybody can beat anybody in eight man the one two seeds all made it to the district final and then the one seeds all won the district so um it's the the cream kind of rose to the top at the end of the year here in in eight man football so um those are our matchups um on friday night and anthony and i will each be covering those games even though like i said they're not technically area games but we gotta get some Friday night football in our system with Maryville moving to Saturday so I'll be in Stanbury covering the uh the North Andrew Stanbury game and uh Anthony will be headed to Ludlow to watch uh to watch Drexel and Southwest Livingston get a taste of the south down there so um just quickly on those two games what are you kind of looking for in in uh in both those games and you have a pick in both of them and who you expect to see playing next week. Yeah. Well, you know, you talked about the one seeds and though they did advance, what we saw last week were there were eight, eight really good teams. Um, and so that's, that's good to see, um, you know, cause people get tired of, you know, the mountain cities and North counties. Um, so it's good to see, you know, a year where eight teams, you know, battle for uh, that top spot. Southwest seems to be the best of that group. Uh, North Shelby was a good team. I really like them. And while that score may have looked close, um, that was a game in which Southwest dominated. That game interests me because Drexel has been a really good team out of the South. And while, you know, I think Jacob Coffey, the running back, may be one of the best players in the state, that's on both sides of the ball, it's time for when, you know, one of these South teams to prove themselves. Um, you know, Drexel came up here last year. And while that was an elite Mountain City team who, you know, beat the crap out of everyone like they did Drexel, um, they can't come up here and have that happen again. Uh, while I, I seem to be a cheerleader for the South, um, at some point they have to prove themselves. So that'd be a really interesting game. You know, Drexel had one of the best defenses in the state this year. I think they gave up seven points a game. But, again, the South was kind of down this year. Um, so that may have something to do with it. Um, so that should be an interesting game. To me, Southwest is the best team left. Uh, they've been the best team all year. Uh, but the difference between this year and previous years is they may be the best team, but there's not a huge gap between them and everyone else. On the other side, I expect – uh, to be similar to the last game. While losing Austin Trubeck is a you know, fairly big loss, he is not uh, the, really the producer on that offense. Um, it goes with all their skill guys. You know, they have more running backs they know what to do with. Um, and defensively, they're elite. 
Um, and you saw that last week with them and East Atchison. Uh, it went exactly as I expected. Points were hard to come by. And it's kind of nice to see in the eight-man game where teams can play some defense. So that one should be a, a fairly low-scoring game um, for a bit. But I expect it to be more like their first matchup where North Andrew kind of pulls away at the end. I know talking to Coach Williams, uh, he hasn't been thrilled with the way they've played recently. You know, Pattonsburg, without their head coach, kind of gave them all they could handle. Um, and then last week it took a, you know, a stand with the last play of the game to get past South Holt, not away Holt. Um, so they've kind of been holding on uh, for dear life in these games. And you can't do that this time of year, like I said. Um, but the impressive thing about North Andrew is, you know, there may be five other teams that are more talented than them. Uh, you know, even a team like Pattonsburg has better athletes than them. They just play so well as a team, and they're so well coached um, that they just continue to win. It's been really impressive. Yeah, I'm I'm leaning on agreeing with you on those. Uh, I I would I would guess we get North Andrew versus South uh, West Livingston next week for the title. Um, as much as it pains me as the person who's going to claim as discovering Tucker Sheever for uh, for Stanberry and sending you some frantic texts that they're jamboree that Stanberry's <laughs> got another Sheever and he's he's pretty dang good. I don't know if he's his brother yet. Um, that that takes a lot, and that's the best guy in eight man right there. But um, but that kid's pretty good uh, without their quarterback. I know. Um, like you said, they rely on their running backs, but quarterback touches the ball every play for a reason. You need you need at least a threat there, and uh, sounds like they're putting in a freshman, so that's kind of fun actually. And and if he plays well, hopeful for the future, if uh, with Sheba at running back and a freshman quarterback, that they've got four years of of a pairing that's going to probably start the state semifinal game this year. So uh, look out. We saw, you know, we saw last year, uh, you know, in the playoffs when there were rematches, uh, it was a team that lost in the first game that came out victorious. And, you know, not to take anything away from Austin because uh, he, he leads that team. He's a great athlete, uh, really good on defense. Um, but they still have the guys that they could hang with North Andrew and they, they could pull off that upset. In that first game, uh, they were without some guys uh, on the line, one of their best tackles. And so in a rematch, you never know. It's at home. Um, you know, the pressure's all on North Andrew. And yeah. so this – it should be a good game. Like, I don't, I don't expect them to win by 30 like they did the first time around. And like I said before, um, last week's pod, I think uh, – there are no bad teams left at this point. Um, there's also no bad coaches left at this point. And Coach Ann's won a lot of games at Stanberry. And you know he's going to have have some things ready for, uh, for uh, North Andrew and maybe even some surprises with a new quarterback in there. Just, just w- that's, that's a little wrinkle for the Cardinals, I think, that, that Coach Williams, you don't quite know what this kid – brings to the table versus uh versus Austin I mean it's it's probably worse but maybe he's just doing different things so um it'll be interesting to see see that game I'm certainly excited about that um because that game 
uh, here a few years ago. That was the state championship every year with Stanberry versus North Andrew, um, even though they'd find a way to, to get against each other in that game um, on uh, from opposite sides of the bracket somehow. So it'll, yeah, be, gonna... it'll be certainly interesting to, to see it again. And uh, now that they're in the same conference, it's a conference rematch too. So it's certainly yeah. certainly an interesting one. Well, that's a decent bridge to uh, our next topic with the Spoof Hounds. You know, yeah. they lost their quarterback, and uh, we were worried about their season, and look where they are now. Yeah, it's it's kind of the same situation a little bit where they don't rely on – I think they would have relied more on the quarterback if it was Ben, a three-year starter. But, um, but Connor Drake's come in, and he's got the job done for them, and they are getting ready for the state quarterfinals. Um, Saturday, we move to uh, to afternoon games, which uh, maybe take a little chill off of it there with uh, with a nice uh, afternoon um, ball game and some light out. But uh, they they travel down to Lee Summit. The game's going to be at Lee Summit High School, but the opponent is Summit Christian Academy as they they move that game to a bigger venue. Um, State quarterfinals with two teams used to be in there. I mean, we, we kind of know about Maryville's history, um, going going far, going to state title games, winning state titles, all that, winning districts certainly almost every year. Um, but this year they get to go they, – they go and they face a team that's also got some history. Um, Summit Christian doesn't have the the state titles that Maryville has, but they they advance through districts pretty consistently. Uh, the last couple of years get knocked out by Lathrop um, in the state uh, in the Class Two state quarterfinals, and a couple of years before that, uh, get knocked out by Lawson. Who so Lathrop and Lawson powers in the KCI, really good teams down there. So. Um, so that's those are teams, or they're used to being in this situation. Summit Christian, and uh, and Maryville shouldn't overwhelm them. At least just on paper, seeing seeing them line up across from them. Um, whether they overwhelm them on the field is another thing, because like we saw last week, Maryville's clicking on all cylinders. And we'll start with that with the recap of uh, of the Richmond game last week. And uh, I know we talked about it on here last week, Anthony, but, but uh, before I get into my thoughts on the game, just uh, were you a little surprised to just see that score and what, what the spoof hounds were able to do against the number one um, seated team in the district? You know, maybe a little bit. Um, I know that they were confident uh, going into it. Um, they felt like they could slow down that offense. And so they did. And they, you know, that was kind of my thing going into it was while Richmond has been good this year, and it's kind of been like this, you know, for you know, a month and a half now for Maryville. It's like, you know, they face teams that looks like, oh, they're maybe they're the better team. Um, but they just continue with this momentum. And uh, so I think, you know, it's, what, I, what I'm interested to see in this game this week, though, not to, you know, move past the Richmond game so much. Um, but, you know, it Mary will be interesting. past it in the second quarter, so I think it's okay <laughs> for us to move past it. Yeah. No. Uh, 
And I know, uh, you know, we've talked about, you know, they're confident this week as well, as they should be. Um, and that's, you know, that's how you win games is confidence. What I'm interested to see out of them going up against this team, though, that, you know, like you said, they've struggled when they've gotten to this point in the past. This team is a, it's a veteran team. You know, their quarterback's a senior. Their leading rushers are seniors. And they're a well-balanced team. Um, you know, we can't really go off of, you know, who they played. Um, we don't know too much about, you know, teams from the South. Um, like I said, I'm from El Dorado Springs. I don't know if they're any good this year. Uh, <laughs> some of Christian beat them pretty handily. Um, so we'll see how that works out. And that's always the case this time of year. You know, it's, you know, take a trip back to eight man real quick, the whole Drexel versus Southwest thing. Um, you know, those are two different areas of the state that play you know, completely different schedules. Um, so that's what will be interesting about this one. Um, you know, I'll be interested on your take. You know, you saw the Richmond game. Um, and so you'll have a better idea of you know, just how dominant they were in that game. Yeah. Um, well, the story going into the game and what I wrote my preview about was a lot about Keyshawn Elliott, the quarterback who, who does it all. And uh, I know that got a little bit of attention on social media as I uh, pull out a quote each time to put on there. And the quote was Matt Webb saying he's the best quarterback they were going to face all season. And I, I just looked at the likes and the retweets on that and noticed uh, St. Pius quarterback Jack Mosh was one of that took notice <laughs> of that. Um, but to be fair to Jack, he's a great player as well. But I do think that Elliott kid was the best player they faced all season, certainly the best athlete. Um, but unfortunately, one guy can't get you a district championship most years unless that guy is like Ezekiel Elliott. So, yeah. Well, especially in the uh, eleven man game, you yeah, know, if you get that elite athlete in eight man, maybe. Um, but even that, they've kind of moved away from that as well. Um, you see that, you know, as great as like Drew Quinlan's been the last three years, um, he can only take you so far. And that was kind of my thought with Richmond going into it, and why I was kind of pointing at this Summit Christian thing is because you know that's a different team. It's a more balanced team. Uh, that gets production from a lot of guys. So uh, that's why I wasn't overly shocked with their win last week. Um, but I do think they'll be in for a tougher test this week. Yeah, and they they really – where they dominated that game was in the trenches. Um, the offensive line has just grown leaps and bounds. And it, it was a little bit or predictable that they were going to grow because they were such an inexperienced young group coming in. But I, I don't think it would have been possible to predict that they they get this much better from, like, the first Cameron game or that St. Pius game where they were just – they were kind of dominated in the trenches, unlike Maryville's been dominated like that before. Like, they, that just doesn't happen to a Maryville team. And uh, and it certainly isn't happening now, though. They, they controlled that game. Um, Connor Weiss and Trey Houchin ran wild because they weren't touched on a lot of plays. Like, those guys break their share of tackles, but that game they didn't really have to. Um, they just they just ran all over them when they threw. Um, it worked. Uh, Caleb Kreisinger had a touchdown on a comeback route and then made one guy miss. And uh, But like I said before, Richmond – 
by the second quarter, they the writing was on the wall, and Richmond had kind of uh, had had kind of accepted it that that was the way it was going to end. Um, and Maryville Maryville just kept kept pounding them and kept kept dominating. And their second string was in in the third quarter, and they still they still did some big things with uh, starting middle linebacker. Um, um, Drew Spire even getting a long touchdown run, getting in there as a uh, as a fullback for them um, when when they were mixing up the lineup. So it's it's really good to see. And this week it will be a a different challenge. Um, still a spread offense, but a little bit more passing heavy of a spread offense. And in, uh, in Summit Christian. And that'll be an interesting test because uh, they have a lot of good defensive backs for Maryville, but they don't they don't often sub them in because they trust their linebackers and coverage. So I think that'll be interesting this week. And something I talked to Coach Webb about was uh, just having the the linebackers be able to go out there and uh, play some defense on uh, on some slot receivers, and that's. That's a big area of growth. Trey Houcher is one of the main ones that goes out and does that from linebacker spot. But Cooper Lowe, um, Kyle Stewart when he's in there, um, Drew Spire, like I mentioned, is the middle linebacker, so he stays kind of more in the middle. But but those guys will be tested this week, but I really – I think they're ready for that test. And last week was kind of a good, good preview to that with, with Elliott trying to throw the ball against them. And, largely coming up unsuccessfully so it was a definitely a good win it'll be an interesting game this week um another road game too which is is interesting and uh just talk about that anthony a little bit um, obviously you've been you've been previewing these games all season and and every week it's a trip to kansas city for the spoof hounds it feels like so um going on the road again just what you think of uh of that, and uh, I know there was some thought they could get a home game this week, but didn't end up happening, obviously. So, um, going on the road, they've been pretty successful down there. But why you? What do you think for this week, and what do you see from uh, from their chances against Summit Christian? Well, I think uh, you know at this point you got to be used to it. Um, and going on the road, <laughs> you know, this time of year, it, it's got to be nothing to them, really. Um, what I think they could be excited for really is the whole neutral site thing. Um, that makes for, uh, you know, something different. Um, you, you got both schools coming to one area. Uh, you know, it gives you an opportunity to see uh, who shows. Um, but overall, uh, it's hard, you know, to really predict what we'll see uh, without knowing, uh, you know, without watching Summit Christian. Uh, my feeling is, uh, with the confidence they're showing, um, maybe they see something in film, um, or maybe they're just, you know, they're rolling. So that could be a part of it as well. And it may be tough uh, to take them down. Um, what I do see from Summit Christian is, you know, like I said, the balance there is interesting to me that you don't see uh, eight man, 11 man, whatever it is. You know, they average 193 passing yards a game and they rush for 187. Um, and that's about as balanced as you can be. Um, so that'll be interesting for the defense. Um, that adds a bit of a wrinkle 
Uh, so you can't lean too heavily on the pass, can't lean too heavily on the run. So we'll see. And like I said, the senior leadership from this group, I think that alone will uh, kind of prompt the Summit Christian team to give them a fight um, because they got to be tired of losing in this round. Um, so that should be fun. Um, <clears throat> yeah. Um, they just to go through some of the matchups here. Um, uh, Grayson Sprouse is their quarterback. It, I don't have COVID. Throw, who's thrown for 2,100 yards this year. Um, he's he's obviously uh, more of a pocket passer than they've seen. He's also ran for a bunch of touchdowns this year, though, too. So um, it'll be interesting to see him. His go-to – well, actually, he's second leading receiver, um, but the one that uh, Matt Webb highlighted is one of those slot guys who might find himself matched up with, like, a Trey Houch and that linebacker a little bit. Um, is his, his little brother, Lincoln Sprouse. And um, so it'll be interesting to see those those matchups. Uh, Lucas Eccles, the, the running back, has had a really good season this year too with, uh, with being able to run the ball as well as, as the quarterback there who's more of a red zone threat by, by looking at the stats. He doesn't have overwhelming rushing numbers this year with just – just a little over 500 yards, which is certainly good, but he's got 17 touchdowns. So when they get around the, around the goal line, um, it would be good to, to watch for him. Um, so those are the, the highlight players for sure this week and who Maryville will have to stop. But like I said before, for me, I think it really just comes down to can the offensive line and the defensive line dominate if they can. Maryville's not going to be stopped this round. Um, they, and especially I, his decision-making uh, comes into play as well. You know, he's only thrown 259 passes, has 11 interceptions. Um, yeah. So if the defense can, you know, you know, get a couple picks, um, this, you know, that could be the difference in this one as well. And they've been, they've been pretty optimistic with our opportunistic with those picks um, this year, Matt Goodridge, I mentioned before, he had another one um, on Friday. Uh, he kind of plays that number two corner spot. So so teams try to pick on him instead of Brady Farnham maybe a little bit, but um, he's, he's certainly made them pay for that more than a couple times this year. And then Caleb Kreisinger and, uh, and Connor Weiss are, of course, two of the, the best athletes on the field, and they're playing safety for him. So – so it'll be interesting to see if uh, what happens there. Uh, Brady also actually got a pick on uh, on Friday, right before the end of the half. So so all those secondary guys are playing well. So they should have an opportunity to uh, to find some more success this week. Um, I do want to zoom out on Class Three a little real quick, and uh, not not to count any chickens before they hatch or anything like that, but look at the potential path of Maryville to what they would have to do to actually win a state championship here in a couple weeks. And the other district matchup on this side of the bracket on Maryville side is, uh, or the other sectional matchup um, state quarterfinal is, is Buffalo at Cassville. Cassville, Buffalo is, was unranked in the last media poll. And uh, Cassville was the number eight ranked team. So one spot ahead were Richmond 
and Maryville were tied for ninth. Um, that game, in all likelihood, if Maryville wins, would be in Maryville next week for a state semifinal game. Um, so I would guess that hill that overlooks the stadium that you don't have to have a ticket to get into will be pretty filled up that day if, if Maryville's hosting a state semifinal game. Um, and that would be the matchup to earn the way to get to Jefferson City for the for the championship. The other side of the bracket is a little bit more loaded with those highly ranked teams. Luther North is going to Blair Oaks this week. Uh, Blair Oaks number three ranked or number four ranked team in the state. Obviously, Maryville knows them well from the last few years. So um, Luther North being the number one ranked team, that's probably the highlight game of this week. And then Cardinal Ritter, who came in as a uh, as a five seed, but they're Cardinal Ritter. They had a lot of their games canceled. Um, anybody who follows football in the state knows they always make deep runs. They play a tough schedule. Um, they're playing Kennett this week, and that's um, – I would not pick against Cardinal Ritter. Kennett's had a great year, but um, I'm kind of assuming that that maybe the private schools match up in the state semifinals next week uh, on that side of the bracket to uh, to take one of those spots uh, with the public schools um, match up on this side. Since I'm picking Maryville to win this week, um, it would be it would be a public school against either Buffalo or Cassville, whoever they get. So um, that's that's kind of our look at class three. Do you have any thoughts on it? as an overall class, Anthony, or what, what you kind of expect to see out of that? You know, my biggest takeaway was the uh, tweet I saw earlier this week about the Blair Oaks game and uh, them recommending anyone going to that game, uh, go ahead and head and straight to quarantine afterwards. Uh, I thought that was interesting. And of course, Cardinal Ritter, uh, you know, that whole story with them last year, um, but yeah, like you said, they're always a good team. Um, and you have a little bit more knowledge on what else uh, those teams in class three have to offer. But yeah, it's a it's gonna be interesting moving forward. Uh, there are some good teams left. Uh, you know, like you said, they played Blair Oaks earlier this year and wasn't pretty. Um, so I'm sure they would love to be able to run in them at some point uh, to kind of get some revenge on what they what happened to them in week one. Yeah, with that partial team in week one, I that's my Blair Oaks. You you mentioned that tweet kind of takes me down memory lane to sitting in the press box of Blair Oaks and they were they were feeling kind of good about themselves, the announcers and uh whoever administration that was up there and like, oh, how does Maryville only have this many kids? Well, it's because there's a virus going on and half the team's quarantined like they they didn't quite realize that was going on apparently at that point they had they had nobody quarantined so uh yeah it would certainly be a different game if we get to that point Luther North's kind of been rolling through teams um if I I mean obviously by their number one class ranking um they I would say are the favorites to make it out of that side of the bracket but I think Maryville's probably the favorites at this point, even though Cassville was slightly higher ranked with just the way they've been playing to, 
to maybe be the team that comes out of this side of the bracket. So it'll certainly be interesting to see how how all that shakes up this week. Um, I know we've seen Blair Oaks play so many times over the years, and those programs are are kind of tight now and follow each other and everything. So I think Maryville's probably got a little soft spot for Blair Oaks, actually, that would uh, like to see them pull the upset this week and uh, and maybe set up, like you said, uh, a chance for some revenge going forward and and, and, uh, match it up maybe in Jefferson City, which would be a home game for Blair Oaks. But um, that's putting the cart way before the horse. So – It'll be interesting to see who comes out and uh, and what we have to talk about next week. But but for this week, um, that's it for the Maryville Forum Sports Podcast. Uh, thank you for joining us, and we'll see you next week.